Okay, I'm on. All right, Three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Harvest Now Conversations. Yeah. 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 Welcome back. We are going to be talking about how to be salt and light. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the whole reason of why we are on this earth. We are, we are here to be salt of the earth and we're here to be light of the world. So, um, I, I feel that a lot of the time Christians hang with Christians. So I wanted us to talk about how how we are to be when we're around non-believers. Do we act any different? Different from from them? Yes. From who? From the... Um, from... Like should we uh, like should we just be ourselves or how do we act? How do we be light? Well, we need to be able to first um, consider our, how we conduct ourselves, representing as Christians, as um, as Christ-like ones. Mm. So not just a Christian who labels himself as a Christian, but someone who has decided that they are going to pursue Jesus, that they are now a disciple of Jesus. Um, someone who has had a genuine encounter with Jesus, who's had their life changed, mm. um, and not look, looking to turn back. Yeah. So ultimately, yes, we are to act differently, mm. and not in a pretentious way or a religious way, yeah. but just how we hold ourselves up. How? What are some key aspects of Christ-likeness? Like what? What parts of Christ do you see that we are supposed to embody? Well, I've got scripture. I'll just go through scripture. Um, So this is from Colossians chapter 3. And I always recommend this for anyone who is new to the Christian faith, um, entering to that life of repentance, entering to that life of transformation. This is one of those really good passages to reflect kind of like a changed person. Um, And it says, Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, Set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the world, you will share in all of his glory. So put to death the sinful, earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust and evil desires don't be greedy for a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world because of these sins the anger of god is coming you used to do these things when your life was still a part of this world but now is the time to get rid of anger rage malicious behavior slander and dirty language don't lie to each other for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters and he lives in us all. And then it goes through, well, this is a, there's a lot to it, mm. but then it shows the characteristics of Christ likeness. So this is the first part explains what to leave, what to repent from. And then the second part moves into 
how to act. So I'll quickly read this one. It then says, since God chose you to be holy, or holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must also forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts, for as members of one body, you're called to live in peace and always be thankful. So there's uh, some characteristics that kind of reflect a person who has genuinely experienced transformation. Um, and look, if you haven't experienced all that yet, then praise God, He's still developing you. There's no condemnation. Um, but yeah, we need to be able to reflect that, you know. Ultimately, the way I see it, if I were to like condense it, would be humility is one thing. Mm. Your language yeah. is, a, is a key indicator, the way you speak yeah. um, to other people. And of course, how, how you view them. Like yeah. I've, I've always shared this as well. I think one of the, the deepest kind of parts of me that was transformed supernaturally was how I viewed people. Mm. I used to be so extremely judgmental. I would look at you from, from one look and immediately I've painted a picture, say you're this person, you're that person. Yeah. I'll either accept you or reject you. Yeah. Whereas Christ, he completely changed my view on people, whereas he's, he's accepting mm. of all people. He doesn't accept the sin. Right. He accepts the person through love. Um, so keeping that in mind with whatever social setting you are, you are in, it's always through the eyes of God. It's always through the lens of God. And how am I going to reflect that? That's the mindset that we need to carry. Mm. Yeah. So going around, uh, what are some experiences of you sharing with friends or even with strangers that are unbelievers? And in terms of like how I conduct myself around them? Yeah. <clears throat> so as a Christian, we have to live a certain way and we can't indulge in the lifestyle that we used to have. Mm. So it's super important to, well, when you're ministering to someone, when you're sharing the gospel, if they can pick apart your life, like if they see you doing the same things they do, they're like, why should I, mm. why should I follow Christ if you're being the same thing? Like you, you're living the same sinful life, lifestyle as me. So yeah. first um, scripture, Galatians 2.14 when I saw that they were not following the truth of the gospel, the truth of the gospel message, I said to Peter in front of all the others, since you, a Jew, by birth have discarded the Jewish laws and are living like a Gentile, why are you now trying to make these Gentiles follow the, Jew the Jewish traditions? And I think it's ESV. If you, though, a Jew, live like a Gentile and not like a Jew, how can you force the Gent Gentiles to live like Jews? Mm. So how are you going to convince a non-believer to live for Christ if you're living in their non-believing lifestyle? You can't. So there's a weightiness to the way we live for mm. others. So people will look at you and uh, a common saying is a lot of the time, um, you are the only Bible anyone will That's ever right. read. So um, being that salt, being that light, that's that city on the hill. Um, it's super important to, to not lose that. And it's super tempting to just fall back, right? There's, there's so many different temptations where it's just so much easier to do it the wrong way, mm. right? Um, but God did not call us to, to fall back into slavery. When we minister to somebody um, who's a non-believer, we have to be able to live up to what we're saying. Mm. So we can't preach to them and then, you know, don't steal. And then, you know, we're, we're stealing pens from work, you know? Mm. Like we can't, we can't be doing that. 
where we're saying don't commit adultery, but you cheated on your wife. Mm. You know what I mean? So we... Um, person we, of integrity. Integrity, that's the right word. So we have to be a person of integrity when we're ministering to people. I've got a verse. I've got a verse that adds on to that as well. Um, it's also in Colossians chapter 4, uh, verses 5 to 6. It says, Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. Now, obviously, this has the motive of wanting to minister mm. as well. I think that is something as believers that we need to carry wherever we go, looking for opportunities to actually minister. Mm. You know, we've been sent forth. We've been sent out to be unashamed of the gospel. Yeah. We have the Great Commission. So that's a daily, that's a lifestyle. Whether that means you are sharing an evangelical message to someone, you're mm. preaching, you're sharing your testimony, or if it just means you're ministering love. Like the, the mindset should always be, I'm looking to minister, I'm looking to add on, I'm looking to expand God's kingdom in this realm, mm. into this space, into this social setting. It's, I'm not doing it just um, you know, for the sake of socializing mm. or making friends for the sake of making friends, but yeah. I'm actually looking to connect you to the king. It's always about pointing back to Jesus one way or another. Yeah. Guada shared this recently. We're talking about just how giving a hug to someone, mm. minister to them. She didn't even say a word. You hugged them and they started bursting out crying. So you don't, ha you don't know how much I needed this. And mm. it was awesome because you just heard from God to hug this person. You didn't know what they were going through and yet you did and bang, the love of God just managed to pour out onto this person. So yeah, just keeping that in mind with whoever you are interacting mm. with, yeah, that we are representing him and we're looking for opportunities to minister. Mm. Yeah. What are your take, thoughts? Yes. In order to be the salt and light, and light among your friends, you have to be a person, you have to maintain a high level of integrity. Mm. And a person, you have to have character as well. Because mm. you do what you say and like, yeah. You're not someone else behind closed doors. You're exactly the same person. Mm. Because the moment you say that you are a Christian or you go to church, your unbeliever, unbelieving friends are watching you. Right. <laughs> They're listening to what you say. They're watching what you do, how you move. They're watching you. As what Gerard said, you could be the only Bible that they ever read. Mm. With my group of friends, I don't always get to. They know I'm a Christian. Because um, that's the first thing I talk about. <laughs> the first thing I talk about is I love going to church. Mm. So they know I go to church on Sundays. So they know already that I'm different from them. Mm. So they wouldn't, they would try to like make me do the same things as them. Mm -hmm. But if you're a person of character, you stand by what you believe in, right? You stand in the word. So, and they know the, they, they know the difference. They know that I don't swear. Mm. They don't know that I, like, we don't listen to the same music. Mm. When they ask me to go out at night, they know I have Bible studies and stuff. Mm. So they know all this stuff. And I know just slowly that's ministering to them. Mm. Um, I'm just loving on them, right? Just being there for them. Like I said, I don't always get to just, like, fully talk about Jesus. Because I, I like to build long-lasting yeah. relationships and I know eventually and I know God is working on my friends right now so 
And I'm just trusting God that the seed that I've put in them is just gonna it's just gonna grow. And I know that um, their salvation is just right around the corner. Yeah. So I'm really believing for that. And you know when they're ready as well. Mm. You know when they're ready to receive the Lord, and you'll hear it from the Holy Spirit to just yeah, they're ready. They're ready to receive because <laughs> yeah. you, you can, you know, um, in their heart that they, they want to accept Jesus. And I know a lot of our friends are really close to accepting Jesus. Mm. So glory to God for that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, maintain a high level of integrity, be a person of character and trust. You do what you say and you say what you do. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> yeah. So a question for everybody is, have you ever felt that because you're no longer like your friends, you'd be perceived as boring? Yeah, all the time. All the time? <laughs> all the time. But I want to testify to that because they stopped eventually inviting me to like the thing that they want to do. Mm. But then what happened was they started recognizing that they can turn to me mm. because they respect that I'm not into that kind of stuff. Yeah. And there's moments where they kind of realize like, what they're doing wrong, then there's an opportunity where they do want to talk to me mm. and they know I'm, I'm ready for them. Yep. I don't mind being perceived as the boring guy or I like to show them that there's other ways of living life to the fullest. You know, mm -hmm. there's other ways to have fun, yep. not always indulging in what they want to do, you know, yeah. with the parties, the drinking, the drugs, yep. you know, like I've shared it before, like my house used to be that house where mm. everyone let's go over to my house for the weekend, let's drink up. Let's, let's smoke weed. Let's get into all that stuff. Like for real, it's funny looking back now, that was obviously pre-saved, like pre before I accepted Jesus. This wasn't last week. <laughs> last week. <laughs> We're studying yeah. up tonight. No, I'm joking. Um, you just repented yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, and I totally understand it. I can totally relate with them. Yeah. But then I found that it was, it wasn't worth it. You know, it was, mm. it was empty. Yeah. And the thing is like, they turned to me because they see that for some reason to them that I'm like, I have a sense of wisdom. Mm. I mean, like there's no glory to me, but it's just, that's all, that's all the work of God. Yep. And it's like, yeah, you can really use those opportunities to, to impact them because whether or not they think you're boring, they see that you're doing something that's yeah. different. That's right. And that in itself um, is ministering to them. Yeah. Yeah. Does anyone have anything to add to that? Yeah, no, like when I was in that, even then, I was like, man, is this it? Like, just get the buzz, feel it, and then go on about my day. Mm. Is that it? Is that what's fun? Mm. Like the whole time, like I was just thinking about it. It was like, oh man, I can't wait for the next party so I can have some fun. And then the fun's over. I was like, all right, now what? You know, there was, my life was empty. Mm. Um, and then I found God or God found me, whatever, whatever, which way you want to say it. There was substance to my life um, that no party could fulfill. Like, I like, I like parties, like parties are mm. fun, whatever. Do you think there's anything wrong with drinking alcohol? Not for me, no. Like, I, I don't think it's a complete sin to, to have a drink. It's not. To the point that Jesus sat with sinners, drank wine, and then the Pharisees called him a drunkard and a glutton. Do you get me? So mm. it's about your conviction. Like, some people won't touch it. That's, that's totally fine. I respect that 100%. I, I don't put that down. And I don't put people who do drink down either. Like I'll have, what, a cider and that's it. Cider or two, whatever. I don't, I don't get drunk on purpose. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not 
getting drunk doesn't sit right with me. Mm. But um, if I'm having a conversation and you know I'm with a friend and like, oh, do you want to be? I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll have one. Mm. But it's not like it's not that deep. Just don't get drunk. Mm. Did you get me? Yeah, that's it. It's not. It's not that deep. Um, Jesus at the um, the wedding at Cana, like he they ran out of wine. You want? You know what he did? <laughs> he supplied. The he supplied the wine. <laughs> <laughs> Like he, he's all about that. Like he's, if it brings joy to the groom and the bride, a hundred percent, I'll do it for them. Right. I'm going to, that, that was, that was like an example of his love that we overlook. Mm. Uh, we don't see that supply of wine as a, um, as an act of his love, um, tradition. But yeah, the drinking stuff, like it's, it's not that deep, dude. Like mm. don't get, just don't get drunk. Cause the Bible says not to always. And obviously like your uh, decision-making skills are, not the best when you're drunk either. Mm. Um, so, yeah, like that's it. All I have to say is just get Jesus in your life and all that um, stuff that you sort of look forward to like pales in comparison to wanting to know Jesus more. Mm. Yeah, Guado, do you have anything to add? You got a lot of experience. You're a party <laughs> <laughs> what do I have to add? Um, what kind of drugs do you <laughs> What about drugs? So drinking alcohol is not in itself a sin. What about drugs? Drugs is definitely, to me, it's a big no-no mm. because not does it only affect the way you think. It, it alters your, like, your brain. Mm. Like it changes something in your brain and that's a big no-no for me. Because mm. <laughs> um, when I was, I was smoking marijuana... Whoa! Let's cut that out. <laughs> I'm kidding. When I, I when I was heavily into marijuana, I would like I would lose a lot of my like my thinking. Mm. Like I would forget a lot of stuff, and I'm not usually a forgetful person. Right. I was losing some sort of cells in my. I can't remember what it mm. was. But there were some cells that would go missing. Like it wouldn't reproduce. Is that what it's called? No, I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, drugs for me is a big no-no. <laughs> I believe that um, there are some like medicinal use for it, for medical stuff. But when you abuse it just for your own pleasure, um, it's, it's a big no-no. Because, mm. yeah. I've I've been there and it's not fun and I've been stuck there and it's not fun. Um, this side of life is a lot better than that side of life because that's only a temporary thing. Because once you get out of the high, it's just like you're back into that hole again mm. of like depression and yep. anxiety. And then you go back into being high for like a couple hours and then you're back into that circle again. You're just going in circles. Um, so... Yeah, it's not it's not worth it. Mm. But yeah, praise God. <laughs> he took me out of that. Um yeah, and I've come to realize that it's more fun to be high in the spirit. Mm. Um the joy of the Lord. Um it's there's no side effects. <laughs> mm. You're just you just have this uncontainable joy, this overflowing joy and it's and it's an everyday thing. It's not mm. something that I like have for two hours and then it's gone it's something that's permanently inside of me so um yeah 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 so something i think 
For me, I was, I found getting drunk, like completely drunk, uh, very fun for me. And it, that was very hard for me to let go because of just how fun it was. But then when I got the, I got the joy of knowing I'm right with God, that is way better. And so after experiencing that, that's when naturally I started to share with friends that this was happening to me. And um, this was not uh, me trying to evangelize to them. It was just because this is what's going on, you know, and they're asking me how I am. And so I answer. And then eventually they would ask, um, how do I get what you have? And then that's the way, um, that's the way I've shared with friends. Um, and then with strangers, like in the sauna, it starts off as a conversation. And for me, uh, it's been told to me that I always talk about God. And it's almost like it's a given. If you're going to talk to Jello, he's going to eventually talk about God. And so it's the same with strangers in the sauna. As soon as you ask what I do for work, boom, I work in, a, <laughs> I work in licensing, uh, like a licensing company for churches. Oh, I was like, oh, okay, so you're Christian. And then they start asking me questions. And I start answering and they start being like, oh, so yeah, I think it's just when your life is so intertwined with God, with Holy Spirit, with Jesus, um, it's just a natural, it's a natural byproduct for you to ha talk about him in conversation. And if you are experiencing the goodness of God, it's a natural byproduct to point people to him because it's just a given. It's like um, when you really, when you eat something really nice at a restaurant, you have to tell your friends, you have to tell, and you have to share. Um, and I think the problem is with a lot of Christians, and I definitely empathize with, is that when we don't understand who is in us, when we don't understand the relationship we can have with Holy Spirit, it does get boring. It does get, it feels like you've given up your fun to be clean, but it's like, it's so mundane, it's so, non-exciting but the reality is is walking with god is uh, is supposed to be so exciting and um when you're walking with god it's just out of the abundance of your heart you start to share um, and people should be able to see god in you yeah people should be able to feel something different see something different in you and want to question that mm. and so that's what it looks like to be light like light doesn't have to announce itself it's just there and people see, right? And that's how we ought to be as we're walking in the Christian life. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it for this episode, unless something, there's something someone wants to add just quickly. No? All right, so that's pretty much it. Um, I forgot to uh, introduce everybody on the podcast. So <laughs> it's Gerard to my right, Jamison. And yep. Goara. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. So that was us. And I'm Jello. And that was Harvest Now Conversations. Yeah. All right. Goodbye. See ya. Thank you for tuning in to Harvest Now Conversations. We hope you got something out of it and want to stay connected. You can follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Harvest Now Church to make sure you don't miss out on any future content. You can also message us at contact at harvestnowchurch.com to suggest a topic to talk about or to ask us a question. Until next time, stay blessed and see you in the next podcast. Thank you.